Dogcast number 48. Dog fans, this is Derek, and welcome to the episode 48 of the Dogcast. Coming to you live from a bunker deep underneath Sanford Stadium. Me and Old Dog are here. Old Dog, it's a big night for us, man. It's a big night. Are you ready for me to get all geeky on you? Man, go ahead, but make it quick. <laughs> okay, I'm going to make it quick, man. But uh, Dog fans, Dog Nation, as we've said all along, this show is by fans, for fans, and tonight's a big night because... This is the first show that's going to upload to the new website. By the time, hopefully, you're listening to this, you're seeing this, hopefully you figured out that we've got a new website running, and both of the old addresses, Dog Nation Podcast and Dogcast.net, all direct you to this new website. And if you're anything like Old Dog, which is you know technically inept and computer illiterate, you're probably wondering how to listen to the shows, what to need to do. First of all, let me say, old dog, is it okay? I'm going to get nerdy here for a second. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. But and are you going to tell us how we can get the IBM punch card in there? <laughs> no, to show up? I'm not going to the IBM punch card. No punch <laughs> cards required, man. Oh um, man. And as far as your feed goes, uh, for those of you who listen to it on a feed through Yahoo or iTunes or or sports podcast or whatever. Those feeds are all going to stay the same. You don't need to do anything different. One thing that's neat about the new website, though, is, old dog, you're going to like this. I have a way now I can efficiently designate each show individually, whether it's clean or explicit. And you parents out there who are using iTunes and want to listen to it with your kids... Um, you're probably aware of the fact it's kind of like the V-chip for your TV or whatever. You can set it so they can't hear the explicit shows. So I'm going to be tagging the shows. If there's any profanity or anything like that, and this being one of our tailgate shows, there's likely to be some profanity in this show, I'll tag the show properly so you don't have to worry about uh, kids listening to any explicit language on the dog cast. So um, all you need to know really is if you're still listening to the show through the website... Every time, the shows are going to load from top to bottom, so the top, the most recent show will be at the top. There's a little gray button right beside where it says Dogcast number 48. Just click that little gray button, or, hang on, hold on to your hat, old dog. The better way to listen to the show is you'll notice in the upper left-hand corner of the website, there's a thing there called a PodTrack Player. The PodTrack player is the easiest way to listen to it. You just click on the PodTrack player, and it launches a little window around your desktop. It's like a little virtual iPod. It has your volume controls, fast-forward, rewind, all that kind of stuff. It's very handy, and it loads like the latest four shows in there for you automatically. Just click on the PodTrack player and start listening. So uh, that wasn't so bad, was it, old dog? No, it sounds easy enough that I could do it. Oh, I tell you. And uh, you can make comments about each show on the website, which is something we've never had the ability to do before. You'll also notice... But, of course, you'd rather have them call, wouldn't you? 
Uh, you damn right I'd rather have a call. <laughs> but you can make public comments now on the website, and they're color-coded and all that stuff. It's really neat. Um, let's see, the Frapper Map's up, uh, the poll's up. It's just a lot more concise and powerful. And, by the way, for you fans, you listeners that have been clamoring out there for the archives, you'll notice I ran back to about show number 40 on this new site, but I'm going to start loading the shows in. It'll take us about two months to get, because of our bandwidth concerns with Libsyn, it's going to take us about two months to get all of the archives up, but I'm going to start loading them back to front. So we're going to go back to the very beginning. So you guys that are hankering for... um, the early shows, you new listeners, and I know there's a lot of you out there, and we really appreciate you guys coming on board. You're going to be able to start back at show number one, and throughout the summer, you're going to be able to listen to the shows back to front, leading up to the fall, you know, the new shows of this fall for the the fall season upcoming. So um, it's an exciting summer. We're going to have some new content out there for you new listeners, which is actually old content, but anyway... That's enough of the stuff. I hope you guys like the sh- the new sh- website. Um, it's going to have a lot more capability, better show notes, more power inside the website. I hope you guys like it. Call us. Call us on the audio comment line at 706-534-1516 and let us know what you think about the website, things you'd like to see, things you're missing from the old website. Old dog, we're going to lose the weather. That's the, that's the big thing we're losing, man. Can you handle that? I mean, yeah. you know, being without Athens weather on the Dogcast website, uh, that's, that's a major hit, man. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to break your heart, but I didn't even know we had it. <laughs> you so, didn't even know weather so, was you know, on the page. If you man. don't know you have it, it's, it's something I'm not going to miss. All right, man. Well, that's it. I, okay, I'm, I'm switching out of geek mode now, and I'm back to um, regular. But like I said, all you subscribers, everything is the same. You guys will still get the show just like normal. Just dock your iPod and get the show. So. New website's out. I'm pretty proud of it. I hope you guys like it. Um, moving on. A couple things here in the first half. Uh, by the way, this is the first part of a two- or three-part tailgating episode, but before we get to the tailgating, I want to cover a couple other things. Um, old dog, we got to... Is it okay? Can I go into this thing about Matthew Stafford and our 180 on Matthew Stafford? Do you want to Go sign? ahead and do it, man. Okay. We got an email from a guy who has an awesome name, a G.A. Palomares, or I don't know how to say the guy's last name. I'm an idiot on that kind of stuff. But anyway, he was he emailed us and uh, said he was pretty interested and surprised by our 180-degree flip-flop on Matthew Stafford. He said that, you know, early on we thought Matthew Stafford was going to be redshirted, and now we're saying that we think Matthew Stafford is going to be the starter this fall. And I know you have some thoughts on that, so I'll let you detail our position to Mr. Palomares. Why don't you clear him up on that? I'd be happy to, and and I think he may have misinterpreted what we were saying a little bit. Uh, During practice and certainly in the G-Day game, I think it became evident that Matthew Stafford has the most talent of any quarterback we have there. And he has Uh, the heart of the players and the fans. Yes. With that said, uh, you know, the depth chart hasn't changed. Joe Tereshinsky is still number one. And as we said on our last show, barring uh, injury, he's going to go into the season as number one. Right. Right. I think if Joe Cox does not have a dismal fall 
like he did in the G-Day game and some of the practices leading up to it, that he is probably going to come in as the backup, uh, depending on uh, how Blake Barnes shakes out. I think probably what is going to happen, being really practical about it and knowing how we're a little conservative, that Matthew Stafford probably still will end up as a redshirt this year. I hope that's not the case, because if it is, I think that is probably going to destine us, if that's a word, to it's probably... It's not, way. Well, we're going to make it one then. You suck, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, probably to a two- or three-loss season. Uh, you know, I, I love Joe Tereshinsky, but... The best that can be said for him, he's an adequate quarterback, and I kind of see him as a gatekeeper. And, you know, to beat the Floridas, uh, probably to beat a Tennessee, we're going to need talent at quarterback and someone that can do some extraordinary things, not someone that's in there just not to lose the game. That's not a knock on Tereshinsky. That's that's just where he is talent-wise. So... Uh, so to clarify our position then, you're saying that we we still believe, I mean, it's, it's not what we believe, it's a matter of fact, that Joe Tereshinsky is still at the top of the depth chart, and Joe Cox is probably backing him up on the two deep. But we still believe that Joe, that Joe Tereshinsky is going to go in as the starter and that Joe Cox is going to be in a strong position, and Matthew Stafford may very, is going to be very likely redshirted. But... We don't. That's not what we want to happen. That's not what we think is the best thing for the program. Right. So, that's so, what I think. That's what I think is going to happen. I think the best thing for the program would be to have Matthew Stafford there to ready to come to in Matthew Stafford, because exactly. we're going to need a talented quarterback, and uh, he, without a doubt, is he has the most upside of any quarterback we have. I agree. I agree. That's. I just wanted to clear that up. We don't think that Matthew Stafford's command of the field and the crowd and the, and the audience, you know, I don't think that's going to actually change anything about his future. I still think he's probably going to redshirt this fall. But I wish that weren't the case. We do like Matthew Stafford. I, I like Personally, I like Matthew Stafford best of the quarterbacks we have on staff. But I still think he's going to redshirt this fall. Um. I just wanted to clear that up and uh, get on the record about that once again, guys. Um, hey, old dog, we got two yeah. girls. We got two girls on the Frapper map. And by the way, I just want to take a little shot at our friends over at the Go Show, and I want to give out some. Sh- I want to give some shout outs, some thanks, because the people at the, the Libsyn, and most importantly, John down at the SEC Podcast Network. Those guys really helped me with the new website. I mean, for hours and hours oh, and God, hours. We are over with that website shit. <laughs> The new website is so great, and I really appreciate all the help I got on it. But I want to take a shot at those guys. Old dog, you know how many many pins we've got in our Frapper map? We've we've got 31 pins, which is not, I mean, that's about 10% of our audience. But, you know, it's still, it's 31 pins. You know how many pins they got in the Go Show Frapper map? I'm taking a shot at my LSU buddies. I'm going to take a wild guess and say five. You'd think they'd have five, but actually they only have two. And I think one of those, I think those are actually the two hosts have the two pins in their Frapper map. So um, that's pretty pathetic Frapper map. 
Can't you tell by the color of the pants? Um, no, I don't know. I I didn't even I I didn't pay that much attention. But uh, yeah, the, our friends at the Go Show they have all of two pins in their Frapper map. I feel kind of sorry for them. So. Some of you Dog Nation guys, if you want to go over there and just stick a pin in their map just to make them feel a little better, make them not quite be so lonely on their little map, uh, I kind of feel sorry for them. But the reason I bring this up, old dog, is because I want you to know, we have two women, two girls, two chicks, two ladies on our Frapper map right now, and I'm pretty excited about that. Two yeah, see, that was confusing to me because when I called it up, I thought there were three. I know, I know, because you so, thought so the I home pin that you were that you were actually a pin in drag. You, yeah, but that pin is not the girl pin, damn it! And look I at the colors. It's the, it's the metrosexual pin. No, screw you and your metrosexual <laughs> pin. We have. Two, I want to know why you don't have a blue pin, man. Two red pins for the two ladies that we have listening. I believe one of them's from South Georgia and one of them's up in Virginia. Is that right? In Alexandria. Down Alexandria, probably, probably living in Old Town. I heard, yeah, exactly. I just want to issue a warm welcome to our two female Frapper Map pinup. Let's call them the pinup girls. The there two you go. Frapper Map pinup girls. A warm welcome from us to you at the Dogcast. We really appreciate you guys putting your pins in the map. I think that's great. Um, so we got two chicks in the Frapper Map. That's awesome. And. We have video on the MySpace page. Any of you guys out there, I know we have some students that listen to the show. I want you guys to search DogCast on the MySpace page. Eric, not Eric, Spencer's helping us with the MySpace page. And the DogCast does have a MySpace page with full motion Georgia video on it, which is really great. We're going to integrate that into the new website. Old Dog, did I tell you? New website. It's going to have video. Wow. Um, I know. All right, I'm done with the website. Let's take a break and come back. It's time to get into this tailgating mess because Absolutely. I've had about all the freaking Michael Adams I can stand. So let's take a quick break and come back and let's start breaking down this damn tailgating problem. Sounds good. Dog fans, we'll be right back. Okay, dog fans, we're back, and now is time to get into a very sticky subject, a very unpleasant topic, and one that I wish we didn't have to talk about. But, old dog, it's time to talk about these new tailgating regulations. Um, we've had a lot of interest in this from listeners and stuff. A lot of people wanting to know what they need to do, where they need to go, how the rules are going to change, and... The way I think we've decided to do this, old dog, if I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're going to make this at least a two-part series of shows here where basically tonight what we're going to do is tell you what the new rules are and what the new what the new deal is, and then we're going to give you listeners a chance to email us with your questions, maybe give us an audio comment with your questions, and uh, we're going to take those to some friends I have at the Buttsmere Building and try to get some answers to your questions, okay, if you have specific questions. And we're going to get all of that on the record and try to find out some real answers. But, old dog, let's wade right into it, okay? Well, and then I'm thinking our third show, 
that we need to do is let's get some strategies together on how we can circumvent these. Absolutely. Strategies for nonviolent protest and how we're going to get around this crap. Absolutely, so, but 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 let's lay out the bad news. Let's now. lay it out, okay? Let's I, find out. Let's find out what what more Michael Adams has taken away from us. I'm telling you what. Let's get right to it, because and guys, if you check on the website, I'm going to have links to all everything I'm telling you. There's going to be links to everything in the show notes, okay? All these different news articles, because I've got about six or seven different news outlets that have got different takes on it. But the upshot is this: on March 23rd, actually a month and a day ago. On March 23rd, Michael Adams' cabinet, which is handpicked and appointed by Michael Adams, the same guy who brought to you the uh, untimely, basically he ran off Vince Dooley, you know. And um, this guy has been unfriendly to the fo- football program and to the traditions of the University of Georgia. He's not from the University of Georgia. He's not a traditional bulldog, and he's been unfriendly to traditional bulldogs and our values and our traditions since he got on campus. His cabinet approved a set of nine new game day policy changes that include new parking and tailgating restrictions. He has created two family-friendly zones, one in North Campus and one in South Campus, the genesis of this whole thing basically is he thinks that alcohol is out of control, parking is out of control, and that families on campus are they're 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 not having a good time and that their enjoyment of the game is being prohibited and impinged upon by drunk and rowdy fans. So he's created these two family friendly zones. He is setting up alcohol-free areas, which, of course, includes the family-friendly zones. He's providing more portable toilets and trash cans. But the hitch is this. There will be no parking on any sidewalks on campus. So up around North Campus, around the Law Library, Old Dog, around your area, there's going to be no parking on any sidewalks there, connecting to Broad Street, right there at Little Five Points, anywhere that's on the campus, there's going to be no sidewalk parking, and there's going to be no grassy area parking as well. Now, as far as I know, grassy area tailgating setups are still allowed, but you just can't park your cars on the grass. More importantly, there will be no tailgating setups before 7 a.m. on game day Saturdays, which means you can't come down on Friday night or really early Saturday morning and stake out your spot. So where I tailgate, which is generally, I park in the, we park there behind O House and Creswell, and people get there and set up really early and have these really elaborate spreads that include cable, you know, satellite dishes and grills and all that kind of stuff. You cannot park and set that stuff up until 7 a.m. And finally, they're cracking down on unauthorized use of electrical and cable hookups. You can't run any power cords to any university electrical outlets. If they catch you with that, you're busted, you know. Damon Evans, which is part, uh, who is part, you know, he's a former player. He played for Coach Dooley, old dog. But he has handpicked part of the Michael Adams Brain Trust, and I got to tell you, he's not on my most favored person list right now. Says that uh, the new game day parking area at the intramural fields is going to make up for the reduced parking near the stadium. Now, 
Old dog, I don't know about you, but those parking lots at Intramural Fields, not only are they hell and gone from the stadium, I mean, they are way out there, man, way out there. They're hard as hell to get to, to get in and out of, and also it's hard to get to the stadium from those places. So that's the upshot of the new rules. No parking on sidewalks, grass, and areas, no tailgating sets before 7 a.m., no unauthorized use of electrical hookups, and um, family-friendly zones. Old Dog, are you with me so far? I'm following you, word for word. All right. Now, the much larger problem, I think, in my opinion, that's bad enough. The fact that if you compare it to Auburn, for instance, the rule at Auburn is, our new rule is 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Auburn won't let you start setting up your tailgating rig until 5 p.m. on Friday. So they're a full, uh, what's that, 14 hours ahead of us. They get an extra 14 hours of tailgating enjoyment, you know. And like you've said before, old dog, what are we talking about here? We're talking about six days, maybe seven days a year when the people that are footing the bill for so much of what goes on on that campus for the other 349 days... Well, for all the rest of the sports. Oh, yeah, not only all the rest of the sports, but, I mean, the facilities that are used... Think about the... Think about the... um, the, What Stegman Hall is used for, besides sports. I mean, we're footing the bill for lots of things other than just sports, man. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, it's just, it just, man, it just pisses me off. It well, really it, it's just, I mean, and some of the stuff is, is just absolutely so petty. And I mean, you know, this started a while back, too. I mean, you've got a stadium that is in the middle of a campus. Right. With a lot of buildings around it. There's not much parking. And what have they done? Unlike Georgia Tech, who has decreased the size of their stadium, we keep increasing it. Well, how in the world do they think those people are going to get there? I mean, you know, we're not in Star Trek yet. We don't levitate in and out or beam in and out. I mean, people drive their cars, their motorhomes, to get to the ball game. Now we're asking them to park three and four miles out in some damn dusty field Reminds me of South Carolina parking on the out in the fairground someplace, and if you're going to do that, why not build a new stadium? Which, by you the know. way, by the way, make sure you understand this too. The parking out of the intramural fields that they're trying to funnel us to—we have to pay to park out there, and that's I mean, it's, it's to generate funds. It's all about generating funds for recreational sports and intramural sports at the university. You know. Well, and then they're going to bus you back and forth, and boy, that's going to be a real cluster after the ball game trying to get on a damn bus to get back to the intramural field. And if you don't want to do that, then you're going to have to hike three or four miles. I'm you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, years ago they they pretty much eliminated most of the parking up there on North Campus to begin with, up around the law school. That's where you uh, used to park, right? Oh, yeah, you know, down, on the, uh, down in front of the uh, Fine Arts Center. All that, and as far as I know, since I, you know, I've been going there since 1976. You know, none of the buildings fell down. I don't know of anyone that's gotten seriously injured or killed or anything like that because someone parked on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a nice, friendly atmosphere. Uh, you know, and it it made sense. 
you parked close to the stadium, you were able to get in and out. And slowly but surely, they're taking more and more space away for people to park, and at the same time, those money-grubbing bastards are putting more and more seats in the stadium. What do they think is going to happen? You know, I mean, we're, we're not living in France with public transportation. To me, Americans, Americans drive their cars, and they want to park where they are. And, you know, this, this business about alcohol is ridiculous. They need to get a clue. College students are going to drink. Exactly. People that go to college football games, the vast majority of them enjoy a nice adult beverage. I uh, agree wholeheartedly. You know, you're talking and, you know, not to, not to point an accusing finger at anybody, but I've been going for a lot of years. I've seen a lot of drunk people up there, and quite frankly, quite a few of them live in dormitories. So having family-free zones, as far as, you know, I can't park there and open up my Playmate cooler and drink three or four beers before a ball game, really isn't going to do a whole lot of stuff when there are three or four 19-year-old kids that are getting hammered in their dorm room and then they come staggering out. Yeah, a couple Sigma News pounding a keg down there. I mean, exactly. What are they going to do? I mean, it's just to me, not only is it a complete lack of respect. You've got all the fraternity houses along there. I know. And uh, you you got millage and lumpkin. They're they're still going to be drinking. Uh, You know, the, the whole thing's just ridiculous, and it's just petty stuff. Like, you know, you can't plug your extension cord into a university outlet. You know, well, who in the hell do they think pays for the university outlets? Exactly. You know, but, I mean, this is just, it, it's, it's a ridiculous thing, and it's just a power play, and it's just a lot of micromanagement. I agree, and it's a total you know, lack of respect for the people that foot the bill and the people, you know, the alumni that foot the bill, the sports fans that foot the bill, the traditions, it's just a total lack of respect of the traditions and the fans that make their traditions up. Well, no and, doubt about it. And what what they need to realize, too, is that it's not just the football game that people come there for. Exactly. It's the entire event. It's the whole it's, day. It's, it's the tailgating before. It's seeing old friends before the game. It's seeing old friends after the game. It's hanging out. It's walking around the campus. You know, I mean, reliving old times. It, that is, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, a, it's a homecoming every football weekend for literally tens of thousands of people. And what they're trying to do is take that away from us, which is absolutely ridiculous. Well, it should be noted, of course, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and it should be noted that of all the news outlets, and like I said, all these links are going to be in the show notes, guys, 11 Alive out of Atlanta, WSB out of Atlanta. The Red and Black, of course, has two, one excellent article and one excellent opinion. I urge all you guys to read it. And it's, let, me t- let me check this out. Not only uh, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated on campus, they have a little, um, a little thing they do uh, each issue about what's hot and what's not on campus. And they go around and they're like, this is hot and this is not in the not category right here here's a quote for you not hot is the georgia tailgating regulations 
Starting next season, in an attempt to make the Bulldog football game day experience more wholesome, the fun police will prohibit tailgaters from setting up shop before 7 a.m. on Saturdays and from hooking up unauthorized electric and cable TVs and satellites. So it's not just us. It's not just fans. It's not just the raging drunks that are upset about these rules. Cooler heads and regular fans, regular people are pissed off about this too, you know? People who aren't even fans of Georgia, who have no investment whatsoever, no emotional investment, and no reason to care whatsoever, even they recognize that this is crap from top to bottom. It's a grab at your wallet, it's a grab at their traditions, and it's a daggum, it's a, it's just a, it's just a stick in the eye of every Georgia fan who's been coming to games since before Mark Adams, Michael Adams was even freaking born. And I'm just pissed about it. I'm really pissed well, about and, it. And, and it's more, uh, he seems to be a very insecure individual. And apparently this is one way he has of, you know, trying to gain some kind of hold you know, on the people, and, you know, eventually I think he's going to run himself out uh, because, Well, you know, I keep if, thinking that, and it keeps not happening. Well, without, you know, w- without a football program and without the support that the football, that the football patrons give, then the rest of the sports would just crumble. Now, I don't think that's going to happen over something, you know, as ludicrous as these new tailgating rules, but the problem is... You know, you're not going to have people contributing as much money as they have in the past to, uh, you know, to to do it just because the experience of going to the football game is not going to be as enjoyable as it was in the past. Well, and you know, and again, it's you're not going to be in a position where you're going to go down to the bookstore and spend a bunch of money. Uh, you're not going to be close enough to the downtown area where you can go down there and patronize the merchants down there. I mean, you know, we're talking about parking people at the intramural fields, the intramural fields, out of parking people out of town, you know, out, Hell, you know, out you the couldn't boondocks be someplace. any further. You couldn't be any further from the clubhouse and the grill and the Euro wrap and the arches. I mean, you couldn't hardly be any damn further away, you know? You know, I just, I just don't understand. And, uh, you know, I mean, the guys that contribute the big bucks are still going to park, you know, right behind Payne Hall mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, roll roll down into the stadium. And what it's doing, it, it's hurting the normal fan, you know, who doesn't have an extra four, five, six grand, you know, to shell out to get the uh, to get the prime parking spots. Well, here's here's a here's the question. Let me ask you this: How does come? How does coming and let's let's say although I don't, but just for the sake of argument, let's say I agree with Mike Adams about, you know, getting rid of the drunks and stuff and the people that are intimidating kids and, you know, the really crazy raging drunks. How does me getting there the night before and setting up early and claiming a quality parking spot have anything to do with trashing the campus or boozing it up or being a rowdy drunk? I mean, what's the what's the deal with the 7 a.m.? I, I don't even understand that. And that that's one of the questions I have going forward. And I'll tell you this. 
part, the whole reason for this show, dog fans, because as we this show's by fans, we're fans just like you. We have to park and go to the football game just like you guys do. We want to know what questions you have because we're going to try to get some questions answered. We're going to try to keep this issue alive. But I want you also to know that of all the news outlets that we tracked on this thing, 11 Alive and WSB and the Red and Black, even Sports Illustrated, only one is in Mike Adams' pocket. Only one news outlet supports these and go and supports even going further, and that's the, the damn liberal, communist... I, I have nothing positive to say about them whatsoever at Online Athens. I mean, not only the fact they pay Lauren Smith for his commentary as well, but the people over at the uh, Athens Banner Daily Herald, they think that Michael Adams is great. They think that these regulations are awesome. And here's the thing. T this is a quote from the Athens Banner Daily Herald. Tucked away in the corners of the media coverage of the new restrictions is a promise of further restrictions to come. Restrictions aimed squarely at curbing the alcohol consumption that fuels the bad fan behavior. According to a story in this newspaper on March 23rd, UGA Athletic Director Damon Evans said officials are developing additional policy changes exclusively targeting alcohol use. Says these it says it would not be out of line for the university to institute severe penalties for alcohol abuse, including measures up to and including banishment from campus and loss of ticket buying privileges. I want you guys to think about that for just a second. If you get picked up or you get if you run into a rent an a UGA rent a cop who says that he thinks you're publicly drunk or thinks you've had one too many, they're talking about yanking your ticket buying privileges or banishing you from the campus. Banishing me or you from the University of Georgia campus over a six pack of Miller Lite. I want you guys to think about that for a second while you are or formulating tax, your questions. Tax on on taxpayer owned property. Exactly. Exactly. I mean this was this was, you know, this is a land grant university, which means the people of Georgia own the land that it's on. The first in the it's, country, by the way. For absolutely. I mean it's not it's not you know, Michael it is not a private school. Michael Adams doesn't own it and uh you know, it's it's just ridiculous the kind of thing and that you're talking about. They're I mean, talking about, you know, they're talking about there's no due process here. There's no habeas corpus here or anything like that. I mean I mean Well, I mean I and I haven't I haven't known of any shootings or any knife fights or, you know, anyone that's been hospitalized over beatings. You know, I mean what you know, where are these drunk and unruly fans? You know, I mean according I don't to the Athens According to Athens Banner Herald, it's like 9 out of 10. Here's what it says. Yeah. The temptation is undeniably there. UGA football fans shouldn't blame the current, and in quotations I love this, and coming changes in game day culture on Mike Adams. The blame is fixed more properly on that phalanx of football fans who come to the university on fall Saturdays to get and stay sloppy drunk. Who are they talking about? Are they talking about the Teeks or the Sigma News or the KAs? I mean, you know, 
There's a or, hell of a lot combination more. of them all. And don't I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to indict those fraternities. Those kids are entitled to their keggers, and I hope they're funneling. I mean, I want them to have fun and do what they want to do, and they they got to be in charge of themselves, not Michael Adams being in charge of them. But who does on who does Athens Banner Herald think all these drunk you know fifty year old fans are? They're not exactly. those, those. That's just not who the drunks are. No. And they're not drunks that are getting back into their cars. But I want Mr. Adams to know one thing, or actually two. I don't care what kind of rules he has. I will be in the bookstore parking lot drinking a couple cold ones at my buddy Lum Purvis's truck. And if for some odd reason Mr. Adams was to walk by me and spontaneously combust, he does not look at me to urinate on him to put the fire out because I would not do it. He's moved ahead of Lauren Smith on our death watch right now, I think. Um, I tell you what, that's all I've got. For tonight, all I want you guys to know is know what the rules are, know what we think about them. Now, we want to know what you think about them. Exactly. I want some, put I want some, some audio put some comments, comments some together. Put the comments together. Let us know what you think. Uh, Derek and I have kind of been on a rant here. We think we probably are speaking for the vast majority of fans, uh, but let us know. Let us know you're behind us. Right, and we're going to go out and get some answers for you guys and try to find out. And then, like I said, we're going to come up with some strategies to get around this crap so that uh, we can have a good fall and we don't have to worry about Mike Adams intruding on our fun. So let us hear from you. The number is 706. I mean, he's already given us a shitty home schedule. Golly, 11 games in a row. Uh, no freaking open dates until the last week. Um, 706, 706-534-1516. The email is dogcast at gmail.com. We are going to get some answers, guys, and we're going to come up with some workarounds to beat this program also. So... Um, Thanks to the ladies on the Frapper Map, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the new website. And um, check the show notes for links to all these news articles. If you guys want to see what we're reading and what we're thinking about, um, all of this is going to be in the show notes. And one final thing, old dog. You're going to love this. I saved this to last just for you. The Lady Tumblers, the ladies gymnastics team, have won their seventh national title in a row i mean their seventh national title overall and their second national championship in a row in ladies gymnastics and i want to congratulate the uh, courtney coupe and all the other ladies on the georgia gymnastics team with for their second national championship team i know you don't dig on uh, ladies gymnastics i don't either but i do dig on national championship hardware and uh, you can't get any higher than that. Two years in a row, national championship, Lady Gym Dogs. What do you think well, about well, that? Two things, two, two, well, I, really, two two comments on that. First off, uh, was there any kind of drunken riot after <laughs> um, after we won? You know, were they flipping oh. over cars, lighting them on fire, anything like that? Well, and the other and the other thing is, and you may need to do a little research on this. Do we have any of the girls on the gymnastics team? leaving early to go pro, or are we going to have another good team next year? <laughs> I think we're going to have another good team. I don't think uh, we're going to be hurt by the draft in ladies' gymnastics this year. 
I think we, we we're don't gonna, have don't, don't have any of the underclassmen. Uh, I, I think our starting line is declaring gonna, them for uh, the draft or anything. No, I think we're okay. We're okay there. We we're going to be well situated for a third run at the title. So uh, I know that you're well, no, right. In all in all seriousness, you know, for for sports like like ladies gymnastics, softball, uh, volleyball, things like that. It hurts I'm you to call very, that a sport, I'm doesn't it? Very proud of uh, of anything that the University of Georgia excels in, and I just hope every night when they're saying their prayers, they thank God for the football team and the football fans because <laughs> that's the only reason they exist. <laughs> okay, and on that rather belligerent note, we're going to wrap up this show. Uh, dog fans, have a great week, and um, give them hell, dogs. You would like to leave a, an audio comment for the Dog Nation podcast? Just call 706-534-1516. Brought to you by Chili's. Come experience the art of the margarita at chilismargaritamadness.com.